0: Let's roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things kings of war. Mark Zylinski, Jeremy Duval, and Rob Fanouf as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in depth coverage of all things Kings of War.
1: Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Mark Langworthy from Red Scar Publishing.
2: Mark Zelensky, welcome to another episode of the Kings of War RPG show. I guess that's what we're going to have to call this, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, Unfortunately, Nathan could not join us today, but he will be back on our next episode. So we're very excited about it and bringing you guys information on the upcoming at this point kings of war role-playing game so we brought mark langworthy on the show here he is the creative director of from red scar publishing and uh, he is working on this uh, fabulous kings of war role-playing game that we are so excited about so we wanted to bring mark on the show to you know uh, kind of get a little more information for you guys i know it was a big topic at mantic open day at adepticon this year and so we wanted to get some more information for you folks so but mark First, welcome to Counter Charge. Well, uh, thanks very much for having me. And this is your first time on the show, so can you give us a little background? Uh, who is Mark Langworthy?
1: As you mentioned, I'm the creative director of Red Scar Publishing. Um, we're a small team at the moment, but you we're know, hoping to grow in the future. I've been gaming in general for 30-plus years now, I guess. And my main passion has always been uh, tabletop role-playing games. But I, I run the whole range through tabletop board games and uh, miniature wargaming, so been in been on the scene for a long, long time. Probably about three or four years ago, I moved into uh, writing for role-playing games for Modiphius at the Modiphius Entertainment family. Uh, and life over there began with the Mutant Chronicles role-playing game, and then moved on to Conan and um, Infinity. So I've kind of had a little toe dipped into Conan, but that toe was rather rewarding because I ended up winning a um any last year for for my writing on the uh, Conan gm screen and i now actually take care of the infinity and mutant chronicle lines for modifius as part of the day job and then the other part of the day job is making sure we uh, produce some amazing content for red scar also
2: how did you get involved with this whole kings of war role-playing game thing
1: so as part of my work for modifius i've been present at a lot of the UK shows over the last few years, um, so the larger events like UK Games Expo and Dragon Meet. I've always had a real passion for the Kings of War, um, high fantasy, fun and frantic, you know, background that comes with it. So I've, I've kind of always touched base with Ronnie and said, like, you know, hey, it's it's kind of perfect for a role playing game, and uh, we can have some real fun exploring the uh, the, the setting as well. Um, and we've kind of like, yeah, let's get together and talk about it, but it's never really happened until Essen last year, which is a big. European uh, tabletop convention in Germany. And I popped along to the stand. Ronnie happened to be there. I said, look, you know, let's, let's, can we have a serious chat about this? Um, he said, yeah, sure, let's let's go and sit down. So uh, it developed from there, really.
2: Now, are you playing Kings of War now? Is that how you got involved with uh, the fluff and things like that? Or are you just, uh, I'd love to say reading the books, but they're kind of recent, so?
1: I've delved a lot more into the, the more recent books. I've had a, one or two games of the large-scale Kings of War, but I'm actually on the rules committee for Vanguard also, so... That really helped, especially that connection with Matt Gilbert, who kind of oversees the whole line.
2: Absolutely. Matt is wonderful. So that's great. So Vanguard is really, really doing well. So you guys probably got your hands full over there on the Vanguard's rule committee.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've had, well, especially recently, we are preparing for
2: the upcoming summer campaign. So uh, looking forward to that
1: that getting released.
2: Speaking of Vanguard, who's on the rules committee for Vanguard? I mean, the rules committee members for Kings of War are very well known, but uh, little is known about the uh, star chamber for Vanguard at this point.
1: So there are several of us. We, Matt Matt, of the overseer, um, as I believe he is for the, the Kings of War rules committee as well. And then you have myself. There is Tom Farley, who's a, a Mantic Pathfinder from the UK. We have Don, who's um, a, a U.S. Uh, uh, Kings of War player also. Steve, who's our chairperson, who kind of pulls us all together, um, makes sure we're all on task. His his name's completely kind of my head. It's the, the, the guy from Way to Fire, Andrew. Andrew from Way to Fire. Andrew Sharp. Yeah, yeah, great guy also. Yeah, so um Kev Honeysett is the is the uh, also a prominent Kings of War player. Um so there's a there's a kind of broad experience amongst us already.
2: Yeah, well we're looking forward to great things with the summer campaign coming out.
1: Yeah should really be good good fun and um, give people a chance to uh, play in different ways as well
2: Vanguard role-playing game you're going to have your foot in both oceans so to speak so are they going to kind of tie together a little bit are they compatible as one you know
1: yeah so um, with the role-playing game we've tried to tie it thematically as much as possible to a lot of the keywords that come through in Kings of War um, or you know down through Vanguard and Dungeon Saga so there are some, some keywords that tie through all ways of enjoying Mantica. We're drawing on that for the role-playing game, which will let us be able to explore um, opportunities to hop between all of the systems, really. Um, and, and that's not to say that we're saying that you know it, it's a key part of the role-playing game. It will be uh, a kind of like an optional lecture for people to be able to ex- enjoy games right across the entire platform and series, really, with the opportunity to, to say, is this part of the campaign in the role-playing game? Um, you can hop out and perhaps if you only had a 45 minute session just go and enjoy it in dungeon saga and then pop back in when you have have more of an opportunity to to set aside some time for the role-playing game and then kind of late stage of the role-playing game ban campaign will offer options for a kings of war experience so you can actually get your miniatures onto the table with various outcomes affecting the campaign and then again we'll hop back into the role-playing game to see what happens with the outcome of the of the larger battle and like i said that's not to say that we're We're making it a staple point of having to play the role-playing game, Um, but we'd like to give people the option to get all those gorgeous miniatures out and, and have some fun
2: with them. So one of the big questions is, where are you going to be? Because I know like the D&D mass battle game system, I really did not like. So back in the old days, we used to replace that with Warhammer. So (laughs) now I'd like to see people replacing that mass battle. You know, if you do get into a battle in the role playing game on a large scale, you know, you could use Kings of War to, uh, you know, play that out.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, we'll offer advice in there for how the outcome, um, whichever way it may be play um will progress or hinder the campaign
2: i would imagine that uh there's going to be some kind of conversion opportunity to take your character from the role-playing game into the mass battle game
1: yeah definitely um, and it's not you know again it's not to say the role-playing game will all be about battles We're we're looking at kind of social scenarios uh, political scenarios so all of the kind of influences that happen in the background away from the battlefield will come uh, will be explored as well and again again they might have some outcome on how the battle or influence on how the battle plays through so there'll be plenty of opportunity for different types of characters to to explore the setting.
2: Right. So are you going to do the same thing with like Dungeon Saga and Vanguard? I imagine the combat system and the role playing game is going to differ from all three of those.
1: Yeah, but like I say, we've drawn on some of the themes that you'll see, which are common to all of the platforms. Um, there are there are a few keywords that uh, translate across through for each of the the three Dungeon Saga, Vanguard, and Kings of War. So we're we're, we're doing that to make it. As cross-compatible as possible, really. Um, and like I say, it should be a simple case of, well, you know, we went we went to roleplay tonight, guys. But there's only like 45 minutes to an hour, so we can still get together and, and perhaps have a dungeon saga bash to uh, achieve something that we need to achieve, or or get something done that's going to, you know, affect the uh, the, the playing game when we come back to it. But it, it's kind of a smaller snapshot to be able to continue the same game without a need to take a break if you know if it's necessary for perhaps a player hasn't turned up, or, or like I say, you only have a short amount of time, so
2: so yeah we're really going to dive more into the mechanics as you guys get that developed and you know when we have nathan in uh nathan did play a test game of the role-playing game at lone wolf so we're going to be very excited to be going over that with him so and is there an official name for the game is it just the kings of war role-playing game or is it
1: so yeah we've called it kings of war the role-playing game and the the kind of Factor that we'd like to draw on really is is that most of the campaigns and that's not to say every campaign but most of the campaigns will explore options for the players to be able to in, in essence claim their own crown so the initial campaign will take the players through from kind of beginning as, as um, heroes to making them movers and influencers in, in a certain area and then all the way up to um, actually taking their crown in, in, in that particular kingdom or, or place where we, we start and we're looking at more interesting ways to explore that theme in different areas so um so some of this hasn't um been necessarily proved romantic but it's it's discussions we're having as a as a developer for for the role-playing game internally um so perhaps you know for a necropolis players might take on the roles of various houses within an, an under necropolis for instance um and then there'll be some political and and social factors that that can influence them becoming the the top house within a uh, necropolis so we're, we're trying to explore different themes on different factions and, and how that can be presented at the table
2: very cool so now we're diving into fluff and you mentioned before mantica and so the question popped up too at Adepticon: how are we going to tie all this together And that's kind of the main reason that we're getting together tonight, is talk a little bit about the fluff and the background and how this is all relating, because we've kind of been talking about that earlier with the game mechanics. But let's start off with the obvious one. Matt Gilbert keeps telling us Mantica is dead. It's a stupid name. So, (laughs) and you said Mantica. So is is this all set in Mantica, or is this going to be helping or be part of the ever expanding world of Kings of War right now into the... I don't know what you're going to call it, (laughs) the Kings of War universe. I
1: need to be careful because I'm not sure how much I can say about um, the development in the background.
2: Well, Mark, as I always say, edge on the side of caution. So, you know, we've had uh, Brandon and Vince Rosbond on the show as well. So, you know, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate the insights, but certainly only say what you can say.
1: Yeah, there are plans to expand the, the setting, the world, if you like. As far as I'm understanding, Mantica is it's still a name, um, but it's more to do with the, the kind of core continents and landmass that we already see. So then expanding beyond that, the, the, the kind of globe and the world will take on its its own proper name. It's difficult to, to kind of skirt around that without um, saying too much. But
2: There you go. I totally understand. So uh, I know that there's a lot of work going on you know, with developing that. And Matt is the lore master now. I think yes. everyone, I think overall everyone will now say and agree that Matt is the overall lore master. So he has probably got the hand in making sure that all these different projects are all knitting together and that the story is kind of uh, synergize off of each other.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, the, the, the kind of information that Matt retains on the, um, the different nuances of, of even different factions is, uh, is phenomenal. So Matt's kind of our central focal point between uh, myself, Mantic, and Brandon over at Wingedzar. But yeah, we're we're constantly kind of flying emails between each other. There, there's there's a there's a ton of work happening in the background. One to kind of make sure the the novels interconnect. Um, so and and then that interconnects with all the kind of large lore that's that's taking place as well. It's yes, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. Really to see it it kind of develop between us all and and pull all the threads together and keep the threads tight. So.
2: Fantastic. So how far along is the project at this point?
1: Uh, The role-playing game or the the, the kind of background in general, sorry? Or both?
2: Yeah, both. I mean, just how far along are we? I mean, I guess let's go to the end and then we'll start building up. I think that the game is coming out on Kickstarter in August, I think the rumor was, floating around?
1: Yeah, um, so one of the things that happened when myself and Ronnie got together, um, and and Matt as well, um, we looked at the schedule for this year and it, it it was a it was a really um, obvious slot for the Kings of War the role playing game Kickstarter slot into August um, amongst Mantic's um, other plans also. The the plan is to go to Kickstarter in August with, with pretty much the core rulebook PDF ready, so we can you know at the end of the Kickstarter say hey everybody here's your here's your PDF in six to eight weeks hopefully you'll be receiving your core rulebook uh, as in physical copies if you've ordered one. So, in in development terms, um, there's lots of playtesting happening. Um, we're just about to send out the alpha playtest pack. Um, that that will rapidly collate into feedback to a beta playtest, which which will form a, a quick start, in essence, for people to get their teeth into the rules and explore both the rules and a, and a bit of the setting um, prior to the Kickstarter. Because um, you know we're hoping to kind of broaden the player base also, because some people that obviously play role playing games might not necessarily want to to play with miniatures or or know too much about Kings of War, um, so we're hoping to um, introduce Kings of uh, Kings of War as a setting to people as
2: much as possible. Also, that's fantastic. So, but you've got a lot of work to do between now and August.
1: We have a good team behind us um, that are all on board to uh, to pull things together. So, yeah.
2: All right, Mark. Well, that also begs the question: Are you going to be looking for additional people to playtest the game if people are excited about it and things like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll shortly be sending an alpha play test pack out for people to, for select groups to play um once that's complete we'll be opening the um play up to everybody on a beta test so then um, that we open to the wider community for people to have an input and uh as i try to say to everybody we we do listen so
2: all right well i mean i'm sure rob berman is going to be uh putting that off on the mantic blog or something like that as soon as um you know, that's ready, and then people can contact you probably through that. And of course, we'll be telling you here on Counter Charge and posting it all over the place. So uh, I'm sure you'll be able to find that beta pretty easily.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. All right, good. So, uh, right now, just in the alpha, you're working through the core rules right now. Is that the main focus at the moment?
1: So, the main focus at the moment are the core rules, the um, initial campaign, and the, 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 the constantly developing. Um, lore really uh one of the uh, again another area we're exploring is a different option to uh play a quick start because not everybody want not everybody may want to play the hero some people might want to play the villain so we're looking at an alternative quick start for people and it's, it's one of the key points that ronnie uh matt and myself discussed when we when we got together in in one of the meetings is that there are clearly good races and there are clearly evil races and that that theme should be uh continue to be part of all of it so
2: Ooh, a chance to be the bad guy. My son will be excited. He is all about the undead, man. So Colin the Necromancer, he will be very excited to be uh, running his armies of the undead up against people. (laughs) Sounds great. My son is incredibly excited about this game, Mark. So he is—he's uh, ready. He plays D and D, and he plays Pathfinder. So, oh, brilliant. Yeah, he's definitely interested in you know trying to dig into this a little bit. So he's—he's uh, he's ready to roll. So,
1: we—we uh, we had a so I, I traveled to Mantic HQ um, for the spring open day. And the second game was the first time I've had some younger players. So we had a young lady and a, a young gentleman involved. And that was really rewarding to see how quickly they picked up the system and just yeah, just how much they enjoyed themselves. So, so it'd be great to get some feedback there.
2: You mentioned a little bit, uh, we're going to get into the crunchy mechanics part, but on our first episode, we kind of thought it was based on the Conan role-playing game, kind of. System, but is this its own new unique system, or is it something off of uh, another platform?
1: Uh, so it's so our own system, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I've been role playing for thirty years, so I'm, you know, it's pretty sure that you'll see influences from from the systems that I've enjoyed in there. So I'm very much about player agency and, and allowing players to have different options um, rather than just rolling for tests and succeeding or failing. And yeah, that's going to be kind of the, I, I guess, J. influence from Edge of the Empire through to the 2d20 rules he wrote for modifius so yeah that's that's player agency is definitely a thing um and the players are heroes for for kings of war so that's that's or anti-heroes i guess um that's that's a key
2: definitely so who are the other members of the team that's going to help bring this role-playing game to life
1: so you have my uh my partner helen she's uh, working in the background on art direction and just kind of coordinating um different areas for us really you, we have uh, another writer involved called Alex, um, who's a very good friend of mine and a good sounding board. He's working on uh, one or two of the campaigns that will that will be available uh, post-Kickstarter. Um, you have Ben Graybeaton, who's helping shape the rules in the background. So he's uh, one of the rules gurus over at Modifius. also. He's done a lot of work on Conan, funnily enough, um, in the background for, for kind of sorcery rules and things. And then very much my own... Uh, gaming group who have, you know, I've gamed with for a large, uh, over a decade even. They're, they're also a good sounding board, so.
2: So you got that all together, and uh, people are moving forward, so very, very exciting. All right, so, I mean, at this time, is there anything else you, you think we need to know before, uh you know, we uh, do our next episode, diving into mechanics and things like that?
1: I think, no, I think we've covered everything. I mean, like I said, the law—the law is very something um, very, very passionate about, um, tying together and keeping the threads together. So, yeah, just really excited to to reveal some of the stuff eventually that we've we've been working on in the background. You know, we put in. Although there is there is a general timeline threaded throughout the several pieces of law that have been written, we've been um, developing a kind of more defined timeline. So that will be good to see uh, out into the world at some point.
2: Yes, I'm going to be very excited to hear more and more about the background and you know which time frame it's set in, and I know we can't talk about that right now, So, but that's going to be uh, more that we're going to feature here on the RPG show, and we're going to be talking about that as we can and as it comes yeah. out. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so stay tuned here. We will be uh, bringing you this up-to-date information as soon as it is available, and we're allowed to talk about it, So, but yeah. very, very exciting. The one thing I can tell you, folks, is that there are a lot of people working in the background really hard to make sure all the lore fluff, everything is tied together and that all the stories synergize off of each other and that you are going to get a living and breathing world of yes, some definitely. name sometime in the future once Matt thinks of it. so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or we're allowed to talk about it, I guess.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly.
1: I mean, there's some exciting things happening um, even for Mantic this year, um, which they've kind of teased, and um, there was some NDA play testing happening at um, Mantic HQ, and that's one of the themes that we've tapped into for the to the RPG as well. So again, it, it ties everything up. You'll see, you'll see core cool themes between all of us really coming out from Winged Czar, Red Sky Publishing and, and Mantic um, to help kind of give it that that live breathing feel. So it's it's really exciting to be to be honest. Um, Yeah, I kind of talked to Ronnie yesterday and I'm like, I need to know what I I can talk about, what I can not talk about. Um, But yeah, you'll, you'll see more teased out and eventually revealed within the upcoming weeks. So it will give us plenty more to talk about.
2: We've got an interview in the can waiting to be released when we can allow to release it <laughs> so but uh yeah that nda playtesting was going on yeah very excited about that wish we'd talk about it but we will eventually so that'll yep. be fun <laughs> oh ronnie he just loves keeping us on edge so <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: um, i'm quite surprised it did stay under up there eh? um you know uh Ronnie's well known for spoilers but uh yeah it did kind of stay uh stay kept under up so that's that's something that will eventually be be out um i look forward to coming back for us to be able to talk about how it's had an influence in the rpg also
2: we will certainly do that now the other thing too is that with all this uh secrecy and stuff like that you know it's amazing that the manta community is so good at keeping this stuff under wraps so that manta can actually bring this stuff to the fans and actually count on them to shut up about it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely i mean it's, that's one thing I love about Kings of War as a kind of IP, I guess, is, is the passion all the fans bring to the table, and that's been something that's really rewarding about the playtest that we've we've carried out. So we've run it for a, a couple of Kings, well, not Kings of War, but Mantic conventions, and everybody's kind of relates how they feel the the RPG really has that kind of kings of war um feel to it so that's that's been really rewarding
2: and that is great to hear i've yet to see it so I'm, I'm looking forward to it i know nathan ran it so uh he's very excited about it so very cool okay well why don't we go ahead and slide into a quick commercial break we're gonna come back on the other side and we're gonna wrap up the show
0: you're listening to Countercharge. hey jack hey rob have you heard of dead zone the podcast before Yes. Yes, I have. And where will you find that? That would be at deadzonegame.podbean.com. Dead Zone the
1: Podcast. Come to deadzonegame.podbean.com to check us out. News, reviews, a lot of talking. Come check out the
0: Dead Zone.
2: This is Jeff Swan from the Beer Phase Podcast, and you're listening to counter charge. and welcome back all right well mark i want to thank you so much for joining us today on the show and telling us what you could and i'm very excited about this rpg or we wouldn't be doing these shows so we're very very excited about it and we i know a lot of this information is preliminary folks but we're literally giving you as much as we can and from the source itself so i hope you can appreciate that so again mark thanks for joining us
1: no, I appreciate having me on, Mark. It's been uh, been a great experience. And I'm looking forward to coming back again in the future So, and, and revealing more as we do. So.
2: <laughs> well, we're looking forward to it. You have an open invitation, Mark, as we go through. So we're very, very excited. Thank you very much. All right. Well, hey, any shout outs?
1: Yeah, um, I'd like to give a big shout out to Helen, my partner. She's kind of keeping me sane through the uh, the long dark nights. And just keeping the family running in background in the general, as I burn the candle at both ends. Uh, a massive, huge thank you to Chris Birch over at Modifius, who kind of had faith in me a few years back to to give me the the kind of um, foot into uh, role playing game writing. Another thanks to Jason Durrell, who was uh, who is lead of the Conan team um, and kind of oversaw the uh, the Annie we won last year. And my gaming group, really, just for just for kind of having faith in me over over the last decade you know, it's something that they've always enjoyed the stories I've told, um, but it's, it's kind of different to take storytelling to a global platform, even uh, quite scary. So yeah, thanks to the guys also.
2: Well, we're certainly looking forward to becoming part of your worldwide player group there, Mark. So very, very, very cool. So thanks for doing this and thanks for uh, bringing us in.
1: Yeah. Thanks. I really, uh, I have to say a massive thanks to Ronnie and Matt also for, you know, let me uh, take a step into their playground, if you like. So it's kind of, scary but also very rewarding um yeah
2: well of course i'm going to give a shout out to easyarmy.com can you spot blaster on the page if you get a chance and you enjoy greg's work you can throw a few uh, pounds his way that would be terrific and really looking forward to everything and with him and mark have you gotten any clue as to whether or not there might be something with the rpg with easyarmy.com at all with uh, you know like building characters or anything has that even been considered yet or am I putting you on the spot
1: Um, yeah it's um, I'm a big fan of uh, digital platforms for people to be able to you know easy create characters yeah kind of definitely be interested in talking to the guys over at EasyArmy about how that might happen
2: oh there you go yeah just uh, talk to Rob Berman or somebody you know everybody over there just uh, ask them to hook you up so that'll be great so, but yes, and of course, Easy Army powers the Army List on the Narrative Workshop. So very, very cool. And uh, I'm just going to mention, you know, uh, another shout out to my Forces of Nature Army because I finally finished it, as people in After Dark know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my shout out to awesome. the After. Yeah, my shout out to the After Dark uh, community. So I started painting in the morning. Now, I failed all last week because I am exhausted from work, but I'm trying. So I try to get up uh, as early as I can in the morning. I'm shooting for about 6 a.m., but don't hold me to that. But I try. I'll go in the After Dark chat and I will pop up there and uh, let everybody know and i never hear anything but one day one day someone will join <laughs> someone <me>. will. <laughs> <laughs> i almost got felix castro the other day for about five minutes so <laughs> but uh <laughs> we will see what happens but i'm just trying you know to get in a little bit of painting time a little bit of painting time here and there yeah i can you know as you know mark uh, working around the family and stuff is tough
1: oh yeah definitely i mean e- even the kind of vanguard rules committee um, aspect as well you know it's it's there's a need to get miniatures painted, playtest games uh, for that on the table also. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, really.
2: Well, you really have to have your hands full. Vanguard rules committee, uh, yeah. designing a role-playing game, you know, the fam. Uh, that, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, and the day job um, over at Modifius. Um, I'm kind of lucky, I guess, in the fact that I get to develop and play games as part of the day job. But yeah, outside of that, it's, it's crazy. I'm trying to make sure we don't you know we don't lose time as a family as well is is uh, really important but i'm lucky in the fact that i have a gaming family so uh, we off we, we you know we we start to get around to cabling and paint together even our young lad cj's getting involved in um in different areas of uh, gaming with us so it's 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 really rewarding for me as a as a gamer to have a kind of gaming family <laughs>
2: absolutely that certainly helps it certainly helps and you know having a partner that supports you is really really important as well so you you basically can't do this type of work without it so no no definitely
1: <laughs> um, yeah i was just about to say before that abyss was on my thing so um yeah <laughs> i've gone for a, a kind of winter theme so rather than standard abyssals i've gone i've drawn on the uh, the winter lore where she uh you know she brought the the kind of big uh, ice age in um So my abyssal are kind of more icy blue than um, traditional red. But
2: I'd love to see pictures of that. Have you posted them anywhere, like Fanatics or...?
1: No, no, I don't know if they're quite up to that standard. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I'm... may uh may let some out to the world at some point
2: <laughs> there you go well if you ever want to join us on after dark you just let me know i'll i'll add you to the messenger group and you can show them there we're a safe community so good uh, thank you no, nobody will uh, point fingers at you in the after dark so i even <laughs> post my pictures up there and i'm telling you i'm i'm tabletop at best so don't worry about that yeah. cool <laughs> very good all right well hey if there's nothing else we're gonna go ahead and wrap up so but thanks again for joining us, folks. We're going to be bringing you more RPG action here on the Kings of War RPG Show on Countercharge. So, Mark, why don't you go ahead and take us out?
1: Until next time, keep countercharging.
0: Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com on twitter at countercharge15 if you enjoy the show you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes until next time keep countercharging music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons